0: I want Jesus to go
1: bowling well, with I have me. A well, why don't you ask me to help you bowl?
0: I would like to see some Bible verses that help to explain this point that she's making.
1: We got too many people today that want to be paid for every move they make. Says the earlier
0: Maybe the fact that he was high on drugs <laughs> has something to do with this story. I don't know. Okay, so. Jesus is now scolding you as well as Joyce Meyer.
2: You have all these things at your fingertips,
0: but you don't know because you're just dating Jesus. You're not married to him. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hit Hit the the Bar. bar. I'm Steve Kozar. Paulette Kozar. We got Kiko. We got Ginger.
2: And they're chewing their bones.
0: Yeah. They're not real bones. What is that even made out of? It's
2: called a Nyla bone. I don't know. And the Nyla bones. But they're chewing. And this is something that Pebbles like to chew on. Ginger never did. And then when Kiko came along and started chewing yeah. on it, she's like, hey, wait a minute, that's mine. If
0: Kiko jumped off a cliff, would She ginger- would totally yeah, she be would. one.
2: She'd want to be first.
0: <laughs> okay, so we are talking about Joyce Meyer today. Double, yeah. double,
1: double, 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 double. He shot up a in so, you,
0: you haven't seen our show before, yes. explain to the people out there what it's all about. We
2: find a show... Where am I demonstrating somebody? right now? You told me to talk.
0: Yeah, I'm doing the graphic S- illustration. See what happens,
2: but I'm not ready for it. Okay. Either a sermon. It's hard for to say most of these aren't. I mean, they're supposed to be sermons. And then we... Just use the bunny
0: rabbit ears when you say sermon. Sermon.
2: Okay, then it works. Sermon. And as we're listening, we will hit the space bar to stop them. Thusly. And then we will discuss and even bring out the Bible which they refuse to actually read in context and explain why what they are presenting. Aren't you
0: jumping to conclusions? How do we know that so far? We haven't even started yet, you're all we've
2: watched I've watched this a couple of times.
0: Okay. Hey, everybody, just a heads up. There's a little bit of fabric noise from these new microphones that we were trying to use, and also there's a little bit of an echo problem with some of the vocals in the audio for this video. I'm really sorry. I will fix it next time. I know what went wrong.
2: And Joyce Meyer is um, a very well known woman. I uh, used to read her books back in 2000. Um, just, I know. Just in 2000. Even what about 1999? 1999, yeah,
0: 1999, 1998, yeah. 2000, that's about it. Um, Don't so, you want to do something else, though? Isn't there something else? People that you want to say hi to? You mean like a shout out yes. to all of our campuses all over the world. Hey, everybody, so glad you're here. We're going to be having a really exciting show today. We've got one of the most important female pastrixes in the entire world. Asterix-es. Wow! <laughs>
2: like an asterisk? Yeah. Pastrixes? Past- pastrix. <laughs> that's a that's a new terminology past you tricks. know
0: that actually reminds me uh what
2: are you doing there a lot of you
0: know my connection with chris Hi. roseborough and pirate christian media i did a lot of work on the original pirate christian media website which really never went anywhere because chris started doing youtube videos and then i went and he started, followed suit yeah so it's kind of sitting there with a lot of fun things that nobody really knows they're even there and one of them was a glossary of terms Ah, you should have a link
2: to that at the bottom. Just
0: Pirate Christian Media and then go to the...
2: um, So you should have a link to that. Don't tell them what to do. Okay. Just click on it.
0: Nobody will find it on their own. I wouldn't. Unless we send a link. I wouldn't. So, yeah. Um, Let's get started on this. Why are you making that face?
2: (laughs) He's he's deciding he needs to uh, do some...
0: Oh, some grooming? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so this is a very recent video. She was at Jensen Franklin's church. Just, um, I don't know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Not even. Well, what is today? The Uh, the 27th. This was March 20th. Oh, yeah, 23rd, just a week ago. I was thinking it was the 3rd. Nope. And, you know, it's funny. I actually knew the church just by looking at it in the video. I'm like, oh, that's Jensen Franklin's church. I've been watching way too many. Way too many. Bad mega church videos. Yeah, that's okay. So um, we're going to go through the whole thing. There's something really good about this. It's not very long.
2: Oh, that's really good.
0: Yeah, and this is how it would normally look and sound.
2: Yes. Tell us. Show us. Begin. Otherwise, we're wasting our time.
0: Yeah, we don't want to do that. Oh, boy. Now, um, there's another version of Joyce. Oh my pretty. Oh, wait a minute. That's not it. Never mind. I got the wrong one there. Um, (laughs) Hold on. I put it in iMovie, and I made it. Oops. There's iMovie. Well,
2: we were supposed to be already. Well...
0: You know, that's, we're just being real, man. Yeah. We're just I'll doing say. life together. He has
2: 10 hours of the day to get ready. Because <laughs> he does nothing else.
0: <laughs> JK. Oh, you're just so funny, honey. JK,
2: lol out loud.
0: Lol out loud. So I reversed it. I changed the way it looks and I sped it up. So it's not very long to begin with and it's going to be even shorter because I and sped why? it Because we don't want to get a copyright strike. Even
2: though we are not.
0: We're not violating fair use laws whatsoever, but just to be safe. Right. Just as a lamp shines to guide our steps, God's word illuminates and guides the way for us in the world. This is really uh, deceptive in the sense that it sounds like everything they do is based on God's word. Right. And she will refer to that. But if you uh, just kind of slow down and analyze, what is she really pointing to over and over again? What is the real emphasis? She's going to talk about herself. And herself, and then she's going to mention her husband a few times, and then and she's going to herself. Talk about herself, again.
2: Let's just go through it.
0: Yeah. But it's really not about God's Word, even though this sounds yeah. good. Today, to help direct you on this journey, we're offering you the Everyday Life Bible, bound in black leather luxe with silver-edged pages. The-
2: leather luxe
0: yeah it's as authentic as her preaching
2: and you're gonna feel like joyce
1: is right there talking to you listen
0: (laughs) this bible will make it feel as if joyce is right beside
3: you
1: personal victory over personal problems comes from spending personal time with god
0: with it yeah because you don't want to spend impersonal time with god
1: blend of amplified
0: text and joyce's extensive personal notes and commentary okay i know i'm interrupting a lot but that's what we do here that's right she uses the amplified bible and almost why is always that? because the amplified bible makes a really big error it seems like it's doing something really useful i used to think it did what it does is it takes every meaning of every word and it uses every meaning
2: so you can choose which one you want and let it, me see this one sounds better and it right. can actually change
0: the, the, meaning of the context of the, of, the, of the verse absolutely the, the entire passage
2: and it's confusing
0: so if you study Greek, and I'm not a Greek scholar, our pastor and our whole entire synod, you have to know Greek in order to even get the possibility of being a pastor. A lot of people think that's Why is that important? right? Because if you don't know the Greek, you could kind of fall for some of this stuff. But even if a Greek word can be used in multiple ways, the context of the sentence or the sentences around that word determine the, the proper meaning. So you can't just, you know, if there's three distinctly different meanings, you got to look at what else is going on in order to use the correct meaning. That's a real layman's way of explaining yeah. it. But, but what she does is the opposite. She's got all these different meanings of all these different words, and she picks and chooses the ones that go along with what she was kind of thinking it meant anyway. Right. The Everyday Life Bible is one of the most comprehensive and easy-to-understand Bibles
3: ever published. Get your copy today for a donation of $55 or more go to
0: JoyceMeyer.org or call us at 1-800-709-2895.
1: This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. And we need to get more serious about really turning our lives over to God and saying, here I am Lord, do whatever you want to do with me. I surrender, I give myself to you completely and I want you involved in everything I do. We're going to get right...
0: That's the most smiling you'll see in the whole video, is in That little intro.
1: Right into the word this morning, and um, I just want to say before I start that I never go anywhere and just pull out a message. I always try to say what I want, what I believe, what God... Oopsies! Oopsies! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Anybody let's- catch that? Yeah. Let's-,
1: let's go there. It's a Freudian slip. It's... Try to say what I want, what I believe, what God wants you to hear, because I do believe that...
0: She starts to say, I always...
2: Say what I want to say. Yeah. And then she has to push in, well, wait a minute. I mean, I mean, what we I want... We don't know what for know sure. What, we but don't, but yeah. I just thought it was kind of funny. Yeah.
1: God has a word in due season for each person that he brought here today. Right, see, I See, I believe our steps are ordered. I don't think that we just accidentally show up places. So if I'm here today and you're here today, then... There's a purpose in it. So- you know, even that idea could really trick
0: you, because it sounds like, yeah, you know, God has ordered our steps.
2: That's right. God has, Psalms talks has, about that. God has
0: planned things for our lives, right. and everything's happening for a reason, because God's in control. Mm-hmm. And yet, the Bible warns us about false teaching. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in fact, I refer to this a lot, not because I want you to go to the Messed Up Church website, Although it's a great website, it's a great tool. It's actually a non-commercial website. I make no money, so if you go there or don't go there, it, it, it makes no difference. But, it does,
2: except you'll learn. Yeah,
0: I, I have a I have a whole um, I have a series of, of uh, articles that are just basically trying to give you these foundational things. And one of them is about is it is it okay to call out false teaching? What does the Bible actually say about that? And and it's actually stunning when you just kind of quickly go through the entire New Testament, the the topic of be beware of or be aware of false teachers, run from them, call them out, point them out, make sure that you don't have any false teaching in your midst. That topic is all over the place. And there is nothing in the New Testament that says, hey, don't worry about it. You know, God's in control. As long as you're in any kind of a church that kind of mentions Jesus and the Bible and stuff, that's good enough. It's the opposite but what she just did there was kind of make you open to the idea that everything she's about to say is is true, mm-hmm. it's coming directly from God
1: I want to talk to you this morning about getting serious it's time to get serious with God and of course I'm not saying you're not serious with God, but no matter how serious you are with God I'm sure you could come up just a little bit higher just like I could and so I need this message even if you don't. And um, I was in church for a long, long time before I got serious with God. So you see, just the fact that you go to church doesn't mean that Christ is the center of your life. And that that's what he wants. He wants to be the center of everything, and he wants to be invited into and involved in everything that you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Teamwork.
1: Ready. Begin.
0: What are your thoughts on that little opening?
2: Okay. Section. Couple thoughts. Back in the days when we were part of the evangelical world, mainstream. Mainstream. I would agree because I was always very hard on myself. I could always be better. You know, I could always. And it's
0: not wrong. To you, even, me, to you even me. you say that? I just right. want to clarify. You're not. It saying, isn't.
2: However, listening to that kind of, you know, pack your bags, you're going on a guilt trip. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it could be better. Although who's in the church, you know, who's sitting there because they know they need to be better, right? They're there because they think that they need more of something, right? In reality, we all can never be who we need to be. So we will not, never, not uh, completely. we will never attain that a little bit better. So on one hand, of course, it's, it's important to and a good aspiration to get closer to, to God. I'm not saying it's not and to be in the Bible, but to have some idea that if I can just do a little bit more than I would have arrived and I could be at that place of favor because I've done that extra thing, let me listen and take more notes because I want to get there. Now that's where I used to be. Mm-hmm. And that's my concern with what she's how she's framing this whole thing.
0: Well, and <clears throat> even the thing that she said there just a second ago is a tool... To gain the admiration or the sympathy of the audience. Because
2: she says even I could even, be a little
0: bit more. But right. this is a real. She's tea.
2: identifying with everyone.
0: She's she's making it sound like I'm just right like there you. with you. But mm-hmm. then this entire thing is about all the steps that she's taken so that she's actually a serious Christian, unlike everybody else. I also want you to notice the very, um, I don't want to say anti-church. Attitude, but it almost is. It
2: it, it truly. It's this idea that
0: church is really nothing. It's just this. It's just you and and Jesus, and you got to get serious. And just because you're going to church doesn't mean anything, right? And it's kind of like, well, then why don't you go talk to all the pastors of these churches? Since all these people aren't serious until they finally hear you. Yeah. What's the purpose of the church if the church is doing so little for these people until they show up at a Joyce Meyer meeting? Right. It, It really bugs me.
1: And so many people think, well, I go to church. And, you know, Jesus didn't die so we could all have a religion. He died so we could have a personal, intimate power. Sorry, that
2: because what book talks about what true religion is?
0: Book of James.
2: Was it James?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, we're going to get into the book of James because she's going to mention something from So,
2: there. I, I, I,
0: the word "religion" is actually used in the, in book the of James. It,
2: right, and this is what True she's religion. she's dissing it, in which I have no patience for because it's God's word. Well,
0: let's go over this again. We've we've mentioned this more than once, but <sighs> it's a real common cliche to say Christianity is not a religion; it's a relationship, and it's so vague that it's almost more harmful than it is beneficial to say that, even yes. though you could, you could see the good intentions of that, because if you frame religion as just a series of meaningless rituals that will gain favor with God, then of course, n- nobody's in favor of that. Honestly, nobody. This is a straw man version of Christianity, or a straw man version of religion. But in actuality, the word religion is actually a pretty vague word that just means a, a series of beliefs about God. It doesn't mean it's a series of specific rituals that you must go through in order to gain God's acceptance. That is the spin that's been put on the word by evangelicals over many, many decades to make it sound like, well, that's not who we are. We're the people that want to teach you about having a relationship with God. And the emphasis on just having a relationship with God ultimately becomes an anti-church emphasis, if not an actual anti-church doctrine because if you have people in your church who are willfully sinning and disobeying God's word and you have to try to hold them accountable as the church is supposed to do if you're going to have any kind of church discipline that very person can turn and say hey this is my relationship with Jesus I choose to do these things and you can't tell me what I should or shouldn't do You got this whole thing started by telling me that this wasn't a religion. You told me this was a relationship. So in my relationship with Jesus, I want to sleep with this woman who's not my wife. You can't tell me what to do. And then you start saying, well, the Bible says this, the Bible says that. And they go, hey, (laughs) that sounds like religion to me. Sounds like a bunch of rules.
2: I didn't find it. I don't have my Bible here. Are you guys like that, where you have your own Bible and you know, unfortunately, not necessarily chapter and verse, but just...
0: It's actually not real applicable. It just is that James... But she refers... points
2: out religion. Yeah. I mean, he, she did, and so did James. And James said the true religion is to take care of widows and orphans. That's what true religion is. So... I just, she uses that word like it's this terrible, right.
0: Right. And again, it's actually, it's a very good term. It's a general term. There are bad religions and there are religions, obviously as Christians, we believe the Christian religion is true. But that doesn't mean that we're saying that the Christian religion is a series of meaningless rituals that you must go through in order to win God's favor. Correct the the actual definition i don't have the dictionary i've done this before but it just says a series of beliefs about god
2: so she's given her own religion right she now she is
0: actually doing the very thing there that she go. claims not to be doing that's this. right
1: Powerful relationship with god through him it's about our
0: also i want you to notice how many times she says something and you know it's an applause line this is something that she says with the Assurance that this is going to make people clap because they already kind of know what what's coming. They know what is to be expected because she's not saying anything she hasn't said a million other times.
1: Mm-hmm. Personal relationship. If you're if you're looking to find out who's spiritual, don't look in the church.
2: Because. So, if you're looking for somebody who is spiritual, don't look in the church.
1: Don't,
0: or or if you're looking for who is spiritual, right. Don't look in the church. Right. That is such a. Didn't setup. I say that? Well, if you're looking for who's who's going to teach you what's spiritual versus who is spiritual, don't look in the church. Something. Well, again, this is incredibly anti-church. But right. Let's let her finish that thought.
1: We all get spiritual when we get here. You know that we all burn our church face. We've all got one. I remember years and years ago when Dave and I would have then our three little kids and by then we were baptizing the Holy Spirit and going to a you know, it was happening. It was the word and faith movement and I mean an hour of church service that was like it was you didn't hear of anything like that. They were three hours long at least. And uh, we'd fight all the way to church.
2: And yet they were baptized in the Holy Spirit and they were there for three hours at a time. Mm-hmm. But they fought all the way to church. Mm-hmm. So again you've got these a uh, paradoxical, is that right? Mm-hmm. This is how we were. This is how we've arrived. However,
0: we were battling our kids all the way to church. You're going to hear her contradict herself about when she had these epiphany moments. Mm -hmm. That I'm really
2: close to God and it's never
1: going back. Let me tell you something. If the devil's going to stir anything up, it's going to be before you get to church. Yeah, come on. (laughs) Yeah. You know why that is? The Bible says in James, that the word must be sown this is amplified in a heart of peace by those who work for and make peace. That's actually that she misquotes I've that. i got to get here in peace, and you've got to get here in peace. Otherwise, we're wasting our time. I want so, my Bible.
0: So you got to you got to you got to do certain things before you get to church to prove that you're truly spiritual. Otherwise, we're all just wasting our time. So in this. Version of church. Right. I'm like, well, if you're already fixed up and everything and you got everything together before you get to church, why are you even going to church? Church is the place where you go because you're troubled. Broken. You're broken. You need you fight to with your family. something at church.
2: That's right. The reality is. You not go to is... church to say, hey,
0: we got it all figured out now. Let's all get together and show how good we are because we're spiritual.
2: I want to read what she read. I got number two. Actually, Quoted. she didn't really read it really in context she did not read it and it was amplified so i'll start in uh, verse 13 3 13 who is wise and understanding among you by his good conduct let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts do not boast and be a false to the truth this is not wisdom that comes down from above but earthly unspiritual demonic For where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is uh, first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So why wouldn't we want to not just keep this in context?
0: Well, it's a general thing about Contrasting earthly wisdom with godly wisdom, mm-hmm. which does lead to people who want to be at peace with each other, right? But she's kind of taking this one sentence and saying, "You got to do these things before you show up at church; otherwise, right. we're all wasting our time." And the
2: devil's right there. Yeah, the devil made me do it.
0: So I, I would um, <clears throat> look back in the past, and I would be confused by something like this because it's not like she's saying something that's completely wrong, right? And she's just really, she's just jumping right to all the things you got to do because. There is no gospel in this, this message, and, and this is another key aspect that if you watch our show, you've heard us say a number of times. A sermon starts with a passage of scripture, and the purpose of the sermon is to lead you to the gospel and to Christ. Right. And to the message of Christ dying on the cross for our sins, the, the message that we are incapable of being everything we're supposed to be. And,
2: and once you have that, peace comes.
0: But you need to keep going back to that as the, exactly. as the focus. She's exactly. not focusing on that at all. No. She's focusing on what you got to do. So what, everything's kind of in reverse order.
2: Which reminds me of growing up in my family. It's exactly how it was. On our way going to church, you know, there were, at that time, four of us kids in the van. There were six eventually. I mean, you know, but by the time I came along, the two oldest had been gone. We'd fight on the way to church and then have to put on that church face to make sure everything's okay. It was all works-based. It's not real. We have to pretend everything's fine when it wasn't. And I think for the first time in my life, since we became religious, <laughs> since we became Lutherans, truly, I mean, I'm going and asking for forgiveness every week because I'm coming as a sinner who was saved by grace and I'm coming to receive Not that I can't receive grace from God throughout the week. I surely can. But there's something about coming together with other brothers and sisters that are confessing their sins and saying, I'm exactly like you. We don't have it together. We don't have no church face on. And it's really hard. And oftentimes I'm crying, you know, there because I'm convicted by something. And that's, that's what true worship is. It's by being hearing the gospel, being convicted of your sin, and God bringing to mind things that he wants to forgive you for, not so that he can beat you up, but say, look, these are the mm-hmm. things that aren't right. And you have a penitent heart, and you can mm-hmm. be forgiven, and that peace does come. So that's what makes me so frustrated. It's like, I'm sure so many people can identify with her saying, we all came to church with our church face on, because we did.
0: We all fought on our way going to church. But just telling people that you, you should stop doing that... <sighs> there's
2: there's no freedom in that. That's it's just, not really helpful. No, it's not. It's another let's it's, beat you up some more.
0: And then you feel because guilty because are doing bad
2: things, right? Yeah. And, and it's like, how can I stop doing bad things? If I, I got to be better, if I'm better, then God can help me.
0: I can imagine people saying, "Well, if I got to get all fixed up and it's gonna fall off and perfect before I show up at church, yeah. I don't think I want to go anymore." Right. Because I I would feel the same way. I did feel the same. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so that- By the way, uh, we mentioned this, I think, in the last video, and I want to mention it more often, just that uh, our church is called Risen Savior Lutheran Church, and the channel is one of the recommended channels. So just go ahead and check out the services there. You'll see how religious our church is. Right. But you'll hear the sermons, and you'll go, Oh, I think I see what they're talking about. It's so focused and on Jesus Christ, Christ and on His Word. Absolutely. Um, you may like it, you may not, but at least you'll have an idea where we're coming from.
1: Even I would, you know, spit and spat and argue and... Of course, the kids would be having fits, and he'd be swinging in the backseat trying to get them to shut up. And
0: so this is when they were going to a Word of Faith church. They, they were, were baptized right. in the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah, they had it all together.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. But they didn't and, have it all together.
1: No, and we but, never do. We
0: never do. But still, she's going to talk later on as if they got to a point where all that ended.
1: And uh, But let me tell you what. When we got to that parking lot, we got spiritual just like that praise the Lord <laughs> glory to God well Dave and Joyce how you go. well we are just wonderful praise God and I can remember my seat was right where this lady's at right here see we had our own seat because we were in leadership and that was very important to me back then it's amazing how many things are important to you that you look back and you think why did I think that was so important and uh, so we were sitting right where this lady is. That was my seat. And I would, and Dave would sit right on the outside like that.
2: Where's his bone?
0: He's so biting she doesn't, my hand. She doesn't think it's important now to be in leadership. Yeah, it's back because then. Because she runs the whole ship. Yeah, she. She runs a multi zillion dollar organization. She's ahead of her husband. Yeah, she's the head of everything. Right. Which I don't is, know why back then we felt that leadership was so important.
2: <laughs> That's so contradictory. Of or, who or, she is. Or
0: she felt like, not that leadership was important, but being in leadership was important. Like, you know, she got a big kick out of being in Whatever. charge or, or or having everyone realize she's well now she's she's a <laughs>
2: multi-million
1: dollar woman yeah who is and, it uh, i can remember with my hands lifted up singing eyes to render all and thinking because you know you can sing and think at the same time you can sing what's up there and think something totally different it's amazing <laughs> And I would be thinking, if he thinks I'm cooking him anything to eat today, he has got another thing coming. He can starve as far as I'm concerned. So I was spiritual. I went to church every week. We always tithed on Dave's income. Believed in that very strongly.
0: You pointed out how they're all laughing. When she says
2: We tied on Dave's income. And she was serious.
0: It's because she's been joking so much that nobody knows when she says something serious. That I think that's all that is. Okay. I think she's referring to before she started her ministry.
2: Well, yeah, definitely. So on Dave's income, she didn't have
0: one. I don't even know why she said Dave's I don't either. income. Maybe because she's so aware of the fact that she's making all the money now. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Dave wants to, you know, <laughs> type in the comments what that's supposed to mean.
1: And uh I was Way on in. the church board, went out each week with the evangelism team, and I, I did love God. Mm-hmm. But He was not the center of my life. Okay. And I was a Christian, but I was not a serious Christian. And I wasn't happy. And I just kept crying out to God. You got to do something. You got to do something and you know when you get desperate enough, you don't care what he does You don't care if you get a Baptist miracle or a Pentecostal miracle or a Methodist miracle. You just want God to do something and uh, So in 1976 God Touched my life. There was a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit around the earth and I was filled with the Holy Spirit and uh, I Can honestly say that I have never been the same from that day until this. Now, I didn't just change overnight, but something changed in my heart. And I really, really fell in love with Jesus. Really.
0: I don't understand the timeline of this because it sounds like she's saying she was baptized in the Holy Spirit and going to a word of faith church for some period of time. Right, and they were in leadership. And they were in leadership. Of some but sort. then,
2: in the 70s... 76,
0: a great yeah. move of the spirit went around the world and it touched her and zapped her in some way, and she was never the same since, even though it didn't happen automatically. Yeah. And now she's going to talk more about herself. Yeah.
1: And uh, that night, it was a Friday, and I bowled on Fridays. Also... Bowling! Uh, Get your bowling shoes! Oh yeah, this is a
0: really... <laughs> this is a dumb story. Let me just let her finish Yes. This. So on
1: Friday night, we're in a bowling league. And... um I wasn't doing very good that night, nor was I accustomed to hearing from God, because the church I went to at the time, they they never talked about anything like that, and uh, I heard this whisper in my heart, well, why don't you ask me to help you bowl?" Well, why don't you ask me to help you bowl? And I thought, well, God won't care about that, that's dumb. And that was my first lesson in learning that God cared about every single thing that I did. Yes! And I want you to remember that. God not only She's loves good. you, he is in love with you.
0: Okay, so you have to fall in love with Jesus like she did. And God's not only, he doesn't just love you, he's in love with you. <coughs> yeah. As a member of the male Sex. I am not totally comfortable with the language she's using. Yeah, <laughs> I never was. I honestly, I'm not trying to be a smart smarty pants. Because, this time, <laughs> because there, you know, the Bible does tell. We're the tell bride us, of Christ, right? Yeah, that, that we should love God, and and that He loves us. But it's almost impossible to disconnect what she's saying from a kind of romantic, very right. emotional version of love. And. She's also completely disconnected from the fact that God is not really in love with us as we are as sinners because he sees our sin and it's only through Christ that he doesn't see our sin anymore. So he loves us, but he loves us through what Christ has done for us.
2: Yeah, she's giving a very warped view of what really God sees and how he really loves us.
0: Now, if she was to explain that further and and clarify it, it would be very different. But she never does, like most of the people that we talk about. Yeah. They really give you the idea that, well, maybe, yeah, it's true that you're a sinner, but we're not going to mention that very much, if if, if even at all, because you're so great. And then we're going to we're going to confuse you by, by maybe hinting at the fact that you're a sinner, but also saying that God is just in love with you. He thinks you're amazing. Right. Well, then, what's the whole thing about the sin thing you kind of vaguely referenced at one point? Right. Or at the end, when they say, ask Jesus in your heart, so that you can have your sins forgiven. Like
2: they don't even say sins forgiven. No, they don't even say that. A lot very of times, we found that out. But even
0: when they do, yeah. It doesn't mean anything if you haven't actually kind of fleshed that out and explained Yeah, what
2: are, what are sins?
0: Or, or, or why what is does it, that even mean? Why or, is it important? If, if we have sins and it's something to talk about, it doesn't seem like it should matter since God is in love with us anyway. <laughs> if God is in love with us, then we can keep sinning because it seems like he's in love with us no matter what we do. Not. Yeah. Right. So that's just something she's not making clear like a lot of people.
1: And I'll, I'll give you a little analogy that will help you here. Here oh, we okay. go. Dave and I... Dated, not very long, but we dated. Um, we actually had five Here. dates and got married, which Take I don't recommend very highly. But um, I always him say there. that Dave married me before he figured out what he was getting. Because I was really a mess. I'd been abused by my dad, sexually abused by him for many years. And, and uh, I won't get into that story, but let's just say that I looked okay on the outside, but I was really messed up inside.
2: Yes, I, I was the one that brought it up, that every time we've listened to her, she she brings that out, and she launders it. And then she says, I won't she get into launders it.
0: launders it? Is that the word you want to use? Uh,
2: she brings it out to...
0: I don't know why, but it seems like... It's, out to dry? <laughs> it's, it's a way to, again, get the sympathy and the admiration of your audience, also to relate to your audience. And you mentioned this, I think, the first time we did her was that she's really good at making everybody feel like she's just like them. Right. She's very relatable. Right. And yet she's also going to talk about all the progress that she's made and how, frankly, she's saying everyone needs to be more like me. Right. Even though she's also relatable. She's kind of saying two things at the same time. So
2: what bothers me is when she phrases, you know, she was sexually abused by her father, she's not getting into it, but she went through... She says that a lot, Mm -hmm. and it's like if once you've forgiven somebody, now that doesn't give you, you know, the right to constantly bring that up and dirty that person's name. If you've forgiven them, you know, you can talk about things that God's taught you without being specific, because you—I mean, that's
0: yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's just really uncomfortable,
2: and it's really sad because if she, you know, if you've forgiven your perpetrator. You're not going to keep bringing up that story just so that you can...
0: If I was to imagine how she might respond, Mm -hmm. my guess is she would say something like, I bring it up because there's a lot of people in my audience who have had similar experiences, and they're ashamed to bring it up. And if I bring it up...
2: But this sermon has nothing to do with that.
0: I know. I'm just saying that's probably where she would... Go with it. Go with it. Which... You know, I'll bet you anything, if she meets and greets people after these things, there's women who come up to her and say thank you, because now... She'll say,
2: buy my book. Because <laughs> she <laughs> did, she wrote a book about it, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. But yeah, it is a, It is an awkward thing that she does seem to bring up every time.
1: Right. And um, I thought when I got away from my mom and dad's house, I got away from a problem. Now, I want you to listen to this, because somebody needs to hear this. Well... I got away from the problem, but I took the problem with me in my soul. That's why we have to let God do a work on the inside of us. And it's not easy. I'm going to tell you right now that it's not easy. Pastor Franklin.
0: Okay. So you've got to let God do a work on the inside, but it's not easy. So it sounds like it's our work.
2: Yeah, because Jesus said, my yoke is light.
0: My burden is light. My yoke is easy. I mean, is it possible she's referring to admitting that you have a problem with sin and selfishness and greed and it goes really, really deep? Then I would agree. That's why we go to church and we need to hear the gospel. We need to be reminded of our sinfulness and the fact that, yeah, you are sinful. You still have a sin nature. You're making progress, but you still have a sin nature. And that's why you're in church, because now you get to be reminded yet again that Christ died because of that.
2: And you're forgiven.
0: And you are and forgiven. And you are
2: loved by God. And you can go. And that's now in why he died on the cross.
0: hmm So we're gonna call Daryl in just a little bit. We got a lot of things we could probably bring up. One of them would be is it appropriate to continually bring up the fact that you are sexually abused by a specific person?
1: Right. Was talking about all the places he used to stay and people just don't have any idea. When you say you've been in ministry forty five years, what what you are now is not the way you started out. I mean, my goodness, we've been through all those days, too. And I feel just like you do. If you're jealous of anything I got, then take it up with God, because I'm... <laughs> yeah!
0: <laughs> okay, so she just went from how you can get this thing, this, this super, you know, higher level of spiritual practice from God. Yeah. You can't do it on your own. You've got to get it from God directly. But it's not easy. It takes a lot of work. And she goes right from that to, you know, I've been doing this a long time, and I'm really successful, and I'm really famous and rich and all that. She's kind of implying that. By yeah. oh, she's, yeah. she's where because she's at today. And if you're, you're jealous, yeah. take it up with God, because I did all the work to well, get here. Well,
2: her. she'll actually say that. I mean, that's so many words. And, just...
0: and she just did, didn't she? No. I had
1: many, 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 many days that I did without and served God for nothing, and was happy to do it. And uh, we got too many people today that want to be paid for every move they make.
3: <laughs> Says it's a, a woman
2: who's <laughs> millions of dollars, and she, she'll talk about she's written 130 books. She but said, they're not free.
0: No, oh, uh, they're not free. I, I'm absolutely positive that she didn't actually write those books. And in, Why is that? Because they take her material and they repost it and it. It's re- called a ghostwriter. Well even if it's not a ghostwriter, they're re reusing certain things over and over again. Bill Johnson does this, they all do this. You know, it's like there's a chapter from Bill Johnson in this book from Destiny Image. Well you read the thing and if you look at the footnotes it says <clears throat> this is from his previously published book from ten years ago. They just <laughs> copy and paste it and say so it's a new thing.
2: I don't have a problem at all with ministers Charging money for a book that they've written. Sure. Authors, speakers. I don't have a problem with that. But what's crazy is that she's correlating herself with everybody who wants to make some money. And they should just serve Jesus. So she's using a broad brush saying that everyone who's in service.
0: There's too many people who want to get paid for for volunteering at church.
2: I've not met any of those.
0: I don't don't know what she's referring to. I don't either. Is it it true in her environment or in her background? I don't know. Possibly. She's a woman who started a ministry, even though the Bible forbids it. Yeah. And now she's a millionaire because of that very ministry. And yet she stands on stage and tells everyone, you shouldn't want to do stuff for God and get paid. Which is actually true. But she's not the right person to be saying that right in fact she's the actually she's the, she's the 100% wrong person yeah to be saying that I don't know but I, I think more importantly more importantly than that is the follow the train of thought okay you got to get God to God's gonna Clean you up. He's going to change you. He's going to significantly bring you to this higher level where Uh you're going to get all that stuff in your past is going to get fixed. But it's not going to be easy. It's going to take a lot of work. And I did all that work, and I've been doing that work for 45 years. And I so don't 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 be be, jealous of me. If you're jealous, take it up with Jesus, because Jesus is the one who gave. I deserve it all. I deserve it because of how hard I worked. Right. To get the thing that God gave me. Right. Right. That's exactly what she said. Right. I mean, I could back it up and. But we, this is the third time I've listened to it, and yeah. it's as clear as a bell. Okay, let's go a little bit further, and then I'm going to call Daryl because I told him we'd be you calling. Be willing I'm to serve God and do it. What? Chocolate. I don't have any. Well, maybe I have a little bit of chocolate. Oh. we're trying to set a good example for our audience, honey.
2: I want chocolate.
0: Yeah, I, I know you want chocolate. This
2: is really this is my third time listening to it too.
0: <laughs> so if you are um, watching right now and you need some some snacks, it's okay. Okay. I'm
2: gonna have, I found it.
0: I'm going to have a cucumber. <gasps> I had some cucumber. Dark chocolate. I wonder who likes dark chocolate. Normally, when we buy chocolate for each other, you get the milk chocolate, and I get the dark chocolate. The milk but chocolate's some, all gone. I can't imagine who ate it all. Kiko. <laughs> okay.
1: Hit it. Out of the goodness of our heart, because we really love him, not just to to get paid. But
0: I... And they're going to clap. They're clapping for her. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not wrong that, obviously, you know, in in most churches, I don't know if I should say most of the work, but a lot of work, depending on how you want to figure what is work and what's just... What's a church? Or what's a church. (laughs) But, I mean, it's true that you should want to serve God whether you get paid or Mm -hmm. not. Um, We do. Yeah,
2: but... I mean, at our church, and we don't get paid.
0: We would never even think about it. No. It's just as weird to even say that. Right. Um, I mean, we have a pastor who gets paid, mm-hmm. which is what we are totally happy with. Mm-hmm. You know, He's an expert in his field, so mm-hmm. he gets paid, and we're glad that he does. It's just, again, why is she saying this? I mean, to try to put the best spin on it, maybe she really does think it's a problem in the church, and she thinks she's the person to scold everybody and to mm-hmm. set them straight. But at the same time, lady, you're not supposed to be preaching and teaching in the church.
2: Because you're teaching... Uh, men are under your teaching. Oh, yeah. She's she violating the
0: Bible and she's getting rich in the process <laughs> while she's she telling up. everyone that they shouldn't want to get rich. Uh-huh.
2: By the way, she had two shots today. She's
0: a little a little groggy.
2: She had her vaccinations and I gave her some
0: did you pen her, killer. Did you give her... Cucumber? Mm-mm.
2: That's what was waking her up. She
0: wants a cucumber. She likes cucumbers. Mm-hmm. Ginger, what do you think? That's a big piece. Can you eat the whole thing? There we go.
1: Um... So Dave and I actually only had five dates and got married. And uh, he pulled up in front of my mom and dad's house. I was outside washing my mother's car, and I had on shorts, short shorts. We wear short shorts. Uh, we like
3: short shorts.
1: Of course, I was only 23 and had that hair piled on top of my head like we did back then. And uh, he was a Born again, spirit filled man, ready to get married, and he had been praying and asking God to give him a wife. And he was dating uh, three women at the same time. And I said, Dave, definitely believed that faith without works was dead. He was going for it. And uh, so he's, he saw me and he said, Hey, when you're finished washing that car, you want to wash mine? And the car was. And i was a smart aleck i didn't like men didn't trust men i mean you know i wanted i wanted a boyfriend i like men in my life but i didn't trust him i had a distrust for men and i just looked at him and i said buddy if you want your car wash to wash it yourself and he said the thing that went off in him was that's the girl for me And I'll tell you what, really, God does make you to go together because Dave liked the fact that I was a challenge. He liked that. Now, who would like that? But he liked that. He loves my kind of sassy personality. And uh, so while I was dating Dave, I didn't get his name. Now, come on, we're going somewhere with this. And Dave had a car. I didn't have a car. Dave had a little money. I didn't have much money. And, but you know, this wonderful thing happened. The minute we got married, I got his name. And all of a sudden, I had a car. And all of a sudden, I had money. And so I just want to ask you today, are you dating Jesus or are you married?
0: Applause line. Okay, so she was spirit-filled, born again, all that stuff. But she's using this completely fictitious analogy. Are you dating Jesus, or are you married to him? I would like to see some Bible verses that help to explain this point that she's making. Right. But she doesn't have any. It's just her telling stories about herself and...
2: Using that as an example of how we should view Christ
0: and how we should view our Christian and our life.
2: relationship with Jesus. And again, it's
0: it's not that she's saying things that are completely wrong. It, we should love Christ. We should want to be serious in our faith and all that stuff. It's just that the process that she's saying that we're all supposed to go through, to me, is incredibly unclear. Right. It's all God, but you got to do all the stuff, and it's really hard. But you'll, if you keep doing it as long as she has, she'll have tons of. Success and fame and glory. I want to, I want to listen to the rest be of
2: her analogy here. Okay.
1: See, we like to use the name of Jesus, but you better ask yourself first if you have a right to. A right to? See, that, He's been given the name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow, in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. I mean, there are some almost unbelievable promises and such power in that name. But I don't believe that people who are just dating Jesus have a right to use that name.
2: That's something. So she's going after the power and all the things with that name. So it's not, again, the cleansing power of Jesus' name. It's not the being washed from your sins and being renewed as a child yeah. of God. It's, it's, hey, you have all these things at your fingertips, but you don't know because you're just dating Jesus. You're not married to him. That just was so weird. When I was listening to this, I'm thinking, this is so twisted.
0: And it reminds me of Bob DeWay talking about his experience for many years Uh, in the Assemblies of God, and he was actually in a very, uh, an actual commune, Christian commune, in the 70s, and this idea that you were all working towards this higher level, and he said it just turned into this, uh, what's the word, not hierarchy, but a, um, uh, there's elitism. Mm, Elitism, okay. You know, uh, there's probably another word that I'm forgetting right now, but this idea that you know, you get to a certain level, and now everyone else is below you. And you might, you know, not hate those people below you, but you kind of look down on them. Because they
2: haven't gotten where you are.
0: Which is exactly what she's representing here. Right? She's married to Jesus. What about you? Are you just dating him? She
2: can use his name, but you can't. What does that mean? It's Use it, his name for what? For just, power and things and influence. That's and, what she's talking about. And the way
0: she got there? Is, and
2: promises. She, all because of Jesus' name. She got there. You have to be married, though. Can you, are you even allowed to have Jesus' name? Because you're just dating. Okay, where in Scripture does it say that we use Jesus' name to get power in things and have all of this at our fingertips? This focus is not on why Jesus came to earth. It's not on... The cleansing blood of Jesus Christ. It's not on the atoning sacrifice that he did on the cross. No, not at all. This is very blasphemous, as far as I'm concerned, because it's taking our God and making him this genie again in a bottle. But are you the right person to rub it? Did you say the right words yeah. so that you can rub the genie? Yeah. Anyway, I, I just, this makes me very ill. Ah, he's calling
0: Daryl. The virtual scholar.
2: Virtual scholar.
0: I forgot what I was going to do with the phone again. Hello? Hey, Daryl. How are you? Good. Uh, we're. Uh, Hi, Daryl. We're, we're in the middle of our Joyce Meyer sermon.
1: Wow. Okay. Where are we?
0: I sped it up. I mean,
1: you can use it, but I don't
0: think that We just got to the point where she's asking everybody... Are, are they you, married? Are you m- married to Jesus, or are you just dating him? Uh, yeah. So, Daryl, I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Retired pastor, Bible scholar. Okay. I don't know. I'm not convinced that you're serious about about Jesus, because it seems like you might just be dating him. Just be dating how, can him. you prove that you're married to him, Daryl? Can you just explain how that would be proven? Because I, I can't figure it out for the life of me.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. The thing is, you know, the, the scriptures talk about the body of Christ, like the people of God being the bride of Christ but it doesn't really use that language individually Hmm. you know like it gets a little creepy you know if you she referred to God being in love
0: with us Yes, uh, I just talked about that
4: you know when you talk about dating Jesus or marrying Jesus you know that gets a little that's taking love somewhere uh into some kind of romantic, modern concept of love, you know, in in the secular world. So but scripture
2: it, doesn't prove it that, scripture doesn't mean that when it says the bride of Christ?
4: Well, yeah, but the whole church is the bride of Christ. We're not, you know, individually, I don't think we're to think of ourselves as individually like. Jesus is my husband kind of thing. Because
2: that's a huge, huge teaching and a huge confusion right now. And I know a lot of our listeners have come out or are coming out of that, and I was in that. So whatever you can enlighten scripture-wise with...
0: Well, I think the thing that you just said, Daryl, really hits the nail on the head. She's making a distinction between Christians who are dating Jesus and Christians who are in love, who are married. Right. And and yet... Scripture makes no distinctions; no, no, th- those categories don't exist in the Bible, and all Christians are part of the church. And that's correct. And I started yes. by saying that right from the beginning of this sermon. She's funny, against the church. She's she's making very anti-church statements, as if you know, just because you're going to church, it's really meaningless. Yes. It's all about this personal yeah. relationship. I know.
4: I noticed that. Uh, you know that, and and you know, really. I wrote a lot of notes here, and there's just, you know, so many things you could say about this, but, um, you know, certainly, I mean, her big emphasis is living for God, I guess, or I, I think that's where she's going with all this stuff, Yeah, you know, to be serious and all that, and I really think, you know, unfortunately, I think most... People in evangelical churches sitting in the pews would probably listen to the message that she gave, that you're listening to, and they would agree with it. And right. uh, I think many evangelical pastors would applaud it as well. But what, what she's really kind of talking about is is this magic bullet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of this magic bullet theory of Christianity where you know, it's not your church attendance isn't helpful. She talks about how at one time in her life, she was uh, trying to do a bunch of things to prove how good a Christian she was. But then she turns around and and actually does the same thing by by really saying, well, you have to surrender, you have to make total commitment, you have to Marry Jesus and not just date him. I mean, all of this language really says the same thing. Mm-hmm. So um, somebody has said—I uh, don't remember where I read this, but it's true—that <clears throat> when we don't have the sacraments, then we're forced into either mysticism or moralism. Hmm. Yeah, and that's exactly what's happening here because, obviously, you know, she's she's not. Uh, you know, she's part of the Christian world, the general evangelical, in the broad sense, Christian world in this country that would say that baptism and the Lord's Supper are ordinances. They're uh, things that we do to obey God. They're uh, memorials or, or symbols. They don't really give God's grace. They don't do anything. Well, when when you don't have any tangible or physical... Uh, thing that is going to uh, minister God's grace to you then you have to seek it elsewhere so one of the places you seek it is in mysticism which would be this whole idea you know God told her to be a teacher that's what she says right so that's mysticism that's some kind of direct contact with God where God is telling you something And then she says she doesn't have any training, but she goes to the school of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Well, again, you know, that's this mystical idea that somehow uh, you can bypass, uh, you know, you can bypass seminary, you can bypass learning uh, in the traditional sense, and you can just somehow have the Holy Spirit give you insight, so... And then she talks about having a personal, powerful, intimate relationship with God. Well, there again, that's that mystical idea again. You know, this this direct spiritual kind of ethereal connection with God that you can have somehow.
2: And how can you measure that? How do you know when you've attained that?
4: Well, that's just
2: the thing. You know, you can. Uh, you know, I've read a lot of uh, books from some of the. Uh, some of the older mystical writers from the Roman Catholic Church, uh, Teresa of Avila, oh, yeah. John,
4: of the, John of the Cross. You know, I, I read all that stuff. There was a time in my, my Christian life when I was kind of looking into some of that. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, and I, I actually, at one point, actually met with a, a Catholic priest for a while and was trying to go through the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. Huh. Who's the founder of the Jesuits? Um, but even he admits in there that you got to be careful when you're going through these exercises because you might contact demons. Huh? So you need you need somebody to guide you. So uh, so even even he admitted that this would wow. be a hazardous path. And so so that's why I think a lot of
5: people, let's say from our side of the. Christian camp warn against this this yeah and then moralism is the other thing so so she's
4: she's preaching moralism you know she even says that we have to have the right to bear Jesus name yes
0: yeah how do you get the right nobody has the right to bear Jesus name that's right Right. it's a gift Uh, so so again uh, and then she talks about how we have to shape up before we go to church right that if we go to church without having peace, we're wasting our time. Yes. Right? <laughs> uh, okay. So <clears> then <throat> she talks about this complete surrender idea.
4: That if we all live right, we're going to set fires everywhere we go. So, so here is is this dual path of a mystical connection with God and a moralistic approach to the faith. So that that's really. but but unfortunately this is where the evangelical church is today yes it is I mean it's yes you're right two realms and then if if you get into let's say more of the uh what was known as the emergent church I don't know that's kind of passe now I guess but some of those guys are still around but then you get into the third the third thing that people pursue when you don't have the sacraments and that's rationalism um you know, most evangelicals, uh, except for, you know, those that are still kind of mainline liberal in their thinking, would be into mysticism or moralism.
0: Yeah, rationalism um, was the thing that uh, the First Great Awakening was reacting against.
4: Yes, that's right. The Enlightenment.
2: Yeah. Um, so I'm going to throw in something that I just, I, I wonder, and I don't know, and I've I've been bothered by it ever since we started we became Lutherans, which is all a part of we say the Lord's Prayer every week, and we're encouraged uh-huh. you know at, at church, but we're also encouraged to say it at home. Sure. Growing up, that was never taught. And I went to Sunday school, you know, I was in youth group in the Evangelical church. And uh-huh. here it is. It's God incarnate teaching us how to pray. Why, why, why don't we take that seriously? Here's the Creator of the universe incarnate explaining this is how you pray. Don't you think that would be more important than the babble she's spewing? (laughs) I mean, it's just, and and I'm saying that to myself as well. Grow, you know. So when we 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 became members of this church, and this is one of the teachings and the things that we practice, I'm like, how come? it's in the scripture. How come I didn't learn this? How come people don't see the importance of it? And I don't get it.
4: Well, it's because, and, and I can tell you what I always heard, uh, huh. you know, being taught as a born again evangelical. <clears throat> and, yeah. You know, you might say, and that is, well, it's just a model prayer. And, and, you know, we're not supposed to say rote prayers because rote prayers are not spiritual. So again, it's, it's, it's going from the inside out. It's starting with the heart. So, uh, you know, the the Latin term that everybody uses is ex corde prayers, prayers out of the heart in huh. Latin. You know, ex corde prayers, rather than prayers that are written down, um, and and said. You know, or read prayers. Like, like my my Lutheran pastor, every Sunday, he, at a certain point in the in the liturgy, he announces some of the concerns that. People have uh, maybe shut-ins, and you know, just someone has died or whatever. And then he goes over by the altar table, and and he has prayers written out that are very, very succinct mm-hmm. and very to the point. And uh, and then after each little segment, you know, we we respond, hear our prayer, which to me is very meaningful. I listen carefully to what he says. Yes, but
2: you know. <laughs> On the other hand, when when you have someone who's doing these prayers, just extemporaneous prayers from the heart,
4: whatever you want to call them, and they think it's more spiritual, sometimes you know their prayer becomes preaching, and they go on and oh on yeah, and, and, yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, you let me tell body, you another uh, thing, God. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Yeah, it's like let me tell you another thing, God. But they're actually telling That's the right. people, you know.
4: That's right. So, and, and uh, you know. <laughs> God bless them. You know, they're, they're, they're trying, and, and we, you know, we, you and I have been there. You know, yes, been there,
2: yes. I've been there. Um, you know, I was around the charismatic
4: movement for a while, and, and just a standard evangelical
2: Baptist, yep. you know,
4: non-denominational <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing. Um, and, but but that's what we're taught. So so we're taught. Well, if you if you repeat something that's written down, somehow that's not spiritual,
2: right? And in a right. sense, I think
4: that's what she's kind of getting at mm-hmm. here too. In one way, is that you know there has to be some. Um, well, she talks about uh, get a little higher at being serious, mm-hmm. getting serious. Well, how serious do you have to be? Right. So, so it's this—it's this magic bullet Christianity, which is really, which is really at the core, I think, of American Christianity. Really, is this. Seeking for some way, uh, some decision, some commitment, some surrender. Uh, you know, you think of the old song. Uh, you've probably sung it. I've sung it many times. I
2: surrender all. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, if how do you do that? You know, how do you
4: surrender all? Because the fact of the matter is we don't even know all of the sins that we've committed. We don't know all the evil that's in our heart. Um, our heart is kind of a mystery. it's dark. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there we, we're not even clued into. So so how do we even you know how do we even do that? It's, it's, it's an idea that comes from pietism, the fact that everything has to start with me. Uh, it has to come from me. It has to come from inside me right? But inside out uh it has to be my heart um, going toward God rather than God coming toward me right
2: and and so it's and, and Joyce Meyer is not unique in this I mean we right. you know we could criticize her
4: personally for it but but really she's she's just picked up the standard right um, evangelical <clears throat> way of doing things and and she's got a little bit of the prosperity thing thrown in too but uh that's not universal but but it's you know it's there with her and a lot of a lot of the
0: people yeah she's a blend because she was trained i mean she didn't have formal training but everything she referred to as far as who she listened to and the books that she read the influences that she had it was all word of faith yeah so she's she is like the polishing off of all the rough edges of the Word of Faith movement so that it makes it much more acceptable to a mainstream Palatable. audience. Palatable. Just like Joel Osteen. Yes. He's totally, he's Word of Faith without all the, without the, the slick
2: and, hair and, and the when we were looking creepy for,
0: car salesman stuff.
2: And when we were looking for, when I was looking at different speeches she made, one happens to be at Osteen's church. And we chose not to even go there because of the copyright... Yeah. nightmare that he has even yeah. though you're not sure. at all doing anything against the law it's against his yeah. law
0: yeah Joel so. is, he's really bad about copyright yeah issues well i gotta you know i don't know how much time you have there's a, there's a little anecdote that kind of that i heard a long time ago that Go kind of it. illustrates
2: this whole thing let's hear it so let's say there's
4: uh, we'll just call him charlie so there's this guy named charlie okay and he goes to this church And every year this church has these revival meetings where they bring in this special speaker and he he preaches hellfire and brimstone and he calls everybody to the altar. And, you know, everybody's supposed to get saved and get filled with the spirit and surrender themselves to Jesus and so on. So year after year they have these meetings and every year when they have these meetings, Charlie shows up and he runs to the altar and he makes all these commitments. And then after a while he sort of doesn't show up anymore and, you know, he's just living like he always did. So finally, one year, the guy comes back and, you know, he gives the message. And then Charlie's, you know, all excited and he raises his hands and he runs down the aisle and he says, fill me, Lord, fill me, Lord. And some other guy in the pews recognizes Charlie and he yells out, don't do it, Lord, he leaks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I've never heard that.
2: Me Don't do it, Lord, he leaks. <laughs> A we all leak we, we all are. leak I mean, that, until we die we so <laughs> so you know from, from from a lutheran and sacramental
4: perspective we don't go to church because we got it all together we don't we don't go to church as people who have uh you know totally surrendered uh just you know, we got, we got it going. We're on fire. We go to church because we leak. We go to church yes. because, because we need to hear every week. We need to, to confess our sins. We need to hear the absolution. We need to hear the pastor say on behalf of Christ, I forgive you your sins in the name of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. We need to hear the word. Right. We need to hear the law and and know that, Hey, I, I'm not doing too well with the law. I'm, I'm not a law keeper. I'm I've sinned and then we hear the gospel, which says, but Jesus died for my sins and, uh, you know, my faith in Christ
2: dying for my sins uh, covers me. And then we partake of the Lord's Supper. Yes. And we partake of the body and blood of Christ
4: when when he offers us, he, he serves us.
0: He serves himself.
2: us, right. Right. He serves us himself
4: and we, we believe that he forgives us our sins uh, he strengthens
2: our yes, faith. Yes, strengthens our faith. And we leave, and, uh, you know, throughout the week, yes, we want to
4: live our faith. And certainly, you know, as Lutherans, we're not anonymial people. We're not against the law. We're not people who go out and say, oh, the law doesn't matter. You know, don't worry about it. No, 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 we don't do that. But on the other hand, we're realistic. We... we Say what the Bible says. There is no magic bullet. You know, there is. There is no final surrender.
2: There is no. Right. You know. Now this is, is it.
4: No, there is no second work of grace that's going to fill you with the Spirit for
2: life. Um, right.
4: There isn't anything like that. And it's, so that you can't sin it. That you
2: can't sin anymore once you have that.
4: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So and we take baptism seriously. Yeah. You know, baptism washes away our sins, but uh-huh. it doesn't make us
2: sinless. Right. Uh, the Holy Spirit works on us through through the Word,
4: uh, through the sacrament, um, you know, and and so that's that's the way we that's the way we approach church. So that's why we call it the Divine Service because it's God serving us. It's not us going there uh, with everything all worked out to
0: be perfect worshipers yeah you or, know you know in the way what, whatever it might be i mean i you know and and joyce
2: meyer isn't is it alone in looking at things that way this right is, this is the american church I this mean, is the american church. the american church that's right church.
0: yeah and, when uh, when she started with that whole thing about you got to get your act together before you yeah. show up otherwise you're wasting your time Yes. That was that was such a horrible yet accurate summary of the the bad teaching that causes people. I think eventually to say, well, I don't want to go anymore because I'm not getting better. That's right. And I, and then they're hearing pastors or women like this who aren't even pastors telling them all the stuff that they should be doing so they can be more like them. Yep. So they're claiming to be these role models. And you know, we don't know what their lives are really like. They're just telling stories. They're they're yeah. they're in control. They got the mic. So yeah. I, well, when, when you speak like that, I mean, you have to be putting forth the assumption that you've arrived,
4: and that the people you're talking to maybe haven't. Right. I, I mean, that's kind of the way
0: it comes off. Yeah, right? it really does. Well,
2: the other thing I, I think too is. You know, back in the day, well, how do you gauge if a, if a church is successful or not? And they're growing. And then and there's fruit. Well, it's because there's more, you know, cars in the parking lot. You've got now hundreds of people coming instead of just a hundred. That's how you know that God's moving. And same with like this whole money thing. You know, well, look yeah. at she's being she's prosperous. Mm-hmm. God's blessing her. Look at all the money she's got now. Look at all the people she's influenced. Yeah. Look at all the places she can go and speak. Look at all the books she has. Of course sure. she she she's important and we should listen to what she says because she's got quote unquote the fruit on the tree.
4: Yeah, well, that's I mean, that's where that's where church has come to in this country really yeah. is people that become famous. They get uh, large crowds gathered around them. They build impressive buildings. They have multiple campuses wherever they are. Um,
0: hey, we have campuses too, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: Remember, you know, you're a campus.
0: You know, I'm a campus of one. You know, <laughs> yeah. down, down here in Elgin, Illinois. That's your right. Elgin, Illinois campus. Here. Hey, um, <laughs> that's if, right. So. If you want, uh, if you if you've got notes all typed out. On this specific sermon, send them to me, because uh, somebody offered to do this, one of our patrons, and I never followed through because I was so um, sloppy about how I do everything Uh pretty much in my entire life. But it would be really cool to take this, hit the bar, which we're in the middle of making right now when it's done, and put it on the Messed Up Church website with your notes.
4: Well, actually, I I just took notes when I was listening to it, and then I kind of went over those. And hand wrote some okay. other things that uh, kind of wanted to emphasize
0: yeah. when I talked to you. Well it's just a thought uh, I mean I could type them up but I don't
4: um, I don't really have them typed up now, okay. but I, I mean I could type something up. So
0: you're old school, you're using a pencil or a pen?
4: Yeah, you know, I I'm seventy six years old, so I you know, I didn't grow up with computers and all that, so
0: Yeah, neither did we.
2: Well, you know, That's kind of, I
4: think out my, I think out of my right
0: arm, you know, kind of. <laughs> I used to have good handwriting and now I don't because I've been using the yeah. computer for the last 20 okay. years, which is really sad because I, I like yeah. the way my writing looked. I used to use it for like when I would send out uh, invitations, I wouldn't sure. and go sure. them and go to the gas station down the road and have copies made.
2: Sure.
0: Uh, and then I got a computer and it all fell apart. Oh, yeah. But anyway, anyway. Thanks, Daryl. We're going we're gonna to watch the rest of this and suffer through it. We really appreciate your insights. Yeah,
2: thank you so much. We really okay, appreciate one it. Other thing
0: that yeah. you might uh,
2: encourage people yes. to
4: read 1 Corinthians 1, 18
0: to 2, 5. Oh, say that again. First 1 Corinthians. First
4: Corinthians 1, verse 18 through chapter 2, verse 5. It kind of puts a perspective on who we are in Christ and how important
0: we're not. Um, I just wrote that down. We might read that.
2: Yes, I think that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. Thank you, Daryl. Okay, you're welcome. Appreciate okay. it. God bless you. Okay, you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.
0: Yes, we are the only YouTubers in the world who have a major component of our show being a guy that you can't even see.
2: <laughs> You'll put up a picture I'll of him. I'll put a like little you, picture of like him. Like right yeah. here, between yeah, we, the two of us. We got to. Like
1: that. Gotta, yeah. How do I? He's I'm trying to he's, do that. He'll be,
0: he'll be covering yeah. up her.
1: <laughs> that's nice. Okay, here we go. There's going to be a real power released in it. And I believe that it's time for everybody to make a decision, and it is a decision, so this is the Decision Sunday, about getting serious in your relationship with God. And if you're going to be serious, it's going to require more than just coming and sitting and listening to somebody else preach who's done all the work all week. And then sadly sometimes leaving and judging everything they didn't said
0: <laughs> so she does all the work all all through the week and sadly people sometimes judge her after she's gone is that what she just said yes if i understood correctly right. so hey thanks for the scolding joyce wow let's listen to some more
1: amen amen, amen. we have gotten to the point in the church yeah and of course, this is not every person. I'm no, uh, no, anybody, no. However, however, when I was not a serious Christian, yeah, I gossiped, <gasps> judged people. No, you did. Like you've been doing this whole sermon. I didn't think anything about my thoughts or my words or
2: like this whole sermon
1: and, or jealousy or unforgiveness like this whole sermon. But I went to church.
0: Maybe you went to a lousy church. Did you ever consider so that? I know
1: that we get the idea that going to church makes up for everything else.
0: That. Going to church, make we get the idea that going to church makes up for everything else. I, 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 You know what? I'm trying to get into the mindset of why why is she saying that? What is And she,
2: why would you even think that?
0: Who's who's saying Who is? I'm living like a miserable sinner? sinner and so I, I can go to I'm, church
2: and make, that'll make up for all my sin because I'm at church. There might be people like that. I
0: mean, maybe, yeah. I haven't I, met
2: anybody, and we've been in a lot of churches.
0: <laughs> I mean, mostly what what I see is people going to church getting pounded with how they're not good enough so yeah. they can feel guilty, so they can try harder the following week. Right, like. right. But, you know, I don't know every church in the world, and so maybe she is referring to an actual problem. And put it in the comments. Honestly, I know I joke around when I say yeah. that, but I really don't see exactly where she's coming from. But there's right. probably something to it that I'm just not picking up on.
2: So I kind of gather... Just from listening to her and reading her books in the past. When she comes up with these broad brush statements, it's because that's the way she was in the past.
0: Or the people around her or and the herself. Peop- exactly. Yeah.
2: And so she's using that description. Again, I could be wrong. Totally could be wrong. But a lot of times it seems like they're kind of telling themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she is saying that she was not a serious Christian. and she is. Right. I still don't know what the key is, Right. except that it's really, really hard. And important. And you better not be jealous of her because she worked really hard to get where she is. So there. So there.
1: That's why if I was looking for somebody spiritual, I wouldn't look in the church. I'd look at home behind closed doors. Okay, but you can't do
0: that, Joyce. You're not God. You can't look behind closed doors. Right. And so that's a meaningless point, but it does make you... Uh, kind of like the finger pointer of all right. the bad people out there, yeah, who aren't as good as. And you I don't all know, know who you. you are, yeah.
2: Well, of course, because we're all bad behind the doors. Yeah. Not that we want to be. I know. But this side of heaven. But she's we, this, will, we will not be
0: perfect. She's making this distinction. Right. Between, between the, serious the, Christians the, the, and not. The, the Christians who are married to Jesus. Right. And the ones who are just dating him. Right. Whatever that means.
1: Because it's what you do and what I do when nobody's looking that really makes a difference.
0: You want to know what? It's actually what Jesus did on the cross that makes a difference. That's right. She hasn't pointed that out once. at all. Not once. And she won't. No. Because in this version of Christianity, you make a decision, you raise your hand and a meeting And now it's not
2: there for you anymore. You
0: don't get any gospel. No. Now it's all about you trying harder.
2: No gospel for you. No
0: gospel for you. <laughs> That's right. I don't know if that was an actual accent I just did right now. I want to just say up front that that wasn't well thought out or well constructed. That's okay. I need a dialect You won't be
1: judged. (laughs) They're clapping. And I remember when God first started training me in ministry. Yeah. I wasn't able to go to Bible school. Mm. I already had three kids. When God told me that he wanted me to teach his word, and I was the least...
0: It's amazing that God would tell you something that actually violates his own word. Right. Interesting. Huh.
1: Qualified least likely person in the whole world to be doing what I'm doing. So please believe me when I tell you if God can use me he can use you. Applause line. Amen. And I didn't I didn't think anything about doing those things and God started I always say, I, I, went, I didn't get to go to Bible school, but I went to the school of the Holy Ghost.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's the best school to go to. That's right. <laughs>
1: um, I'm going to share some work.
0: That was kind of my Chris Farley. Yeah, we got to get through this. Yes.
1: <laughs> the second service, which I know you can't all stay. but um, Is this supposed to be a, a sermon? I think that we have gotten to the point where there's certain sins that are just acceptable sins. Come on. You know that there are more people who call themselves Christians that are angry at somebody. Matter of fact, I just want...
0: kind of sounds like she's angry at people, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> yes. wonder how many people, if I ask and say, how many people are in here today that you can honestly say that you are not mad at anybody, you have no unforgiveness in your heart toward anybody. And we all need to be able to say yes right away and not even have to think about it. And Satan gains more ground in the life. Okay, well, how do you get that? How do you
0: achieve this level of having total forgiveness for everybody at all times in every situation?
1: She might tell us. I don't think she will. believers through unforgiveness than through anything else. And I believe it is one of the biggest problems that we have today. People are mad. half of them don't even know what they're mad about and the Bible tells us in Matthew 24 talking about the end times there's a little sign of the end time there that you rarely hear preached on we hear about the wars and the rumors of wars and the famines and the earthquakes and all those things but in Matthew 24 starting in verse 10 it says verse 10 it says that many will be offended And people get offended so easy today. It's just, it's ridiculous. The stuff that people get offended over. And it says, now I want you to listen to this, the love of the great body of people will grow cold because of the wickedness and lawlessness in the land. Well, we've got the wickedness and the lawlessness. It's going on. We all know, without even having to think about it, that our world today is in worse shape morally than it has ever been in. not
2: true?
0: I mean, we don't know.
1: Well, look at Sodom and Gomorrah.
0: Yeah, well, look at the Roman Empire where they were killing Christians for sport. Yeah. They didn't have the NFL. They had the Coliseum with throwing people to the lions so people could literally watch people getting ripped to pieces.
2: Especially the uh, Christians.
0: Yeah. It's also the case that the Christians actually invented the idea of what became known as the orphanage. They didn't. uh, If you, they actually did do abortions back then. They were incredibly primitive. Yeah. But if you didn't have success with your abortion, you would literally just give birth to your child and just let it die in the street. Hmm. This is what the Roman Empire was doing, and Christians were the ones who took those babies and raised them. See, so because they saw that life was so precious.
2: And and what frust what's frustrating is is that I'm she's not the only person that I've heard say this, but it's so easy to make this generalization. To prove a point when you really haven't studied the history and understand where the world has been.
0: Yeah, and whether whether this is the worst the world has ever been or not is really not relevant to anything that she's saying. Right. It's just she's trying to make the case that everybody's really <clears throat> Bad. angry, mm-hmm. and they have all this anger. And that
2: that Matthew, why don't you read what it really says, twenty four okay. ten, but only in context.
0: I'll read. This is that, I don't really know much about this particular here, use version. this one then. The Christian Standard Bible. I mean, it's not a bad one.
2: We'll it's, use it's this one. It's not a weird one. Twenty four ten.
0: As Jesus left and was going out of the temple, his disciples came up and called his attention to its buildings. He replied to them, do you see all these things? Truly, I tell you, not one stone will be left here on another that will not be thrown down. While he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples approached him privately and said, tell us, when will these things happen? And what is the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus replied to them, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and they will, re- and they will deceive many. You are going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, because these things must take place. But the end is not yet. For a nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places." All these events are the beginning of labor pains. Then they will hand you over to be persecuted, and they will kill you. You will be hated by all nations because of my name. Then many will fall away, betray one another, and hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Because lawlessness will multiply, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. This good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed in all the world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come.
2: And that is verse...
0: I I read chapter 24, 1 through uh, 14. 14. So she took out that one little phrase there about... uh,
2: And gave it its own life. Yeah. She gave it its own life.
0: And it's it's true that we're not supposed to have all this... um, Anger. This anger, or that we're not supposed to... um, What was the specific phrase that she was referring to? Hang on a second. Let me back it up.
1: We all know without even having to think about it, that our world today is in worse shape morally than it has ever been in. And this is our time. This is our time to shine.
0: What does that mean, it's our time to shine? I mean, not that we shouldn't try to be good Christians and live a good example and be good witnesses for Jesus and all that we say and all that we do. But because the world is the worst it's ever been, this is that—that that proves that this is now the time for us to shine. Then many will fall away, betray one another, and hate one another. <laughs> they will hand you over to be persecuted. They will kill you. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many.
2: She forgot about that portion of. Where's that the part portion?
0: about this is your time to shine? Right. I don't. I don't see it in the passage that she's going to refer to.
1: Hey, hear me. Be born in this time frame. You were picked and chosen by God. Yeah, to be alive at this time in the earth, and what an honor that is.
2: We aren't that important, (laughs) really. Just serious. I mean, we are not. She is. We aren't,
0: but she is, and And it's okay. We don't have to
2: be that important. We're not out there for some kind of destiny to solve all the world's problems. Or our job is to.
0: You're looking at me like you just start a sentence and now my husband's gonna finish it for me. Yes. Because it was a tricky one. <laughs> no. I'm gonna summarize. We don't
2: have a job, actually. Our job is what we are our office. My office is a wife. My office, what I do, what I'm called to do, is to be a mom, a grandma.
0: You're supposed to be a world changer. Actually, Jesus is the world changer. That's right. We just we just point to him.
2: That's right. And so
0: That would be a, a good way to look at it.
2: And the burden that's placed on people because now it's your time to shine. Now you need to do something. You're born today for a reason. During this time, you make something great of it.
0: And at first that sounds exciting. Oh, yeah. But then after a while, you're like, you know, I think I'm just kind of ordinary. Is that okay? Is I guess that okay? I'm not
2: really loved by God because yeah. I'm not doing anything real I'm, special. I
0: don't have the gigantic mystery like she does. No. What am I doing wrong? I, right. thought, I thought it was gonna happen to all Because she said of I us. could. Yeah.
1: What a privilege that is. See, I I have this belief that if we would just get out in the world Uh and behave (laughs) like Christians and really walk in love.
0: Did I back it up or not? I don't think I mean real love. I remember this part. Oh, I remember this. That
1: it wouldn't take long. And we'd be setting little fires everywhere. Oh, yeah. Because, okay.
2: yeah, it's our time to shine.
0: That's right. We'd be setting fires. If we could just really live behave. like
2: Christians. Just behave. And act well, you know like what? Christians.
0: That's why you need to give to her ministry because she's the only one who, on. who has the secret right. sauce. Hang the on. secret.
1: Yeah, let's finish this. Okay. <laughs> and you know, every person that accepts Christ, they affect numerous other people. Here we go. People. I mean, I have people tell me all the time. All about her. I started watching your program got saved. and Now my mom's saved. My dad.
0: So so she's talking about people becoming Christians and how they affect other people's lives, which is absolutely true, but it's in the context of her show.
1: Right. Dad's saved, my uncle's saved, my cousins are saved, and you are gonna win more people one-on-one than we ever will from these pulpits. Because most people who need Jesus aren't gonna come here to find him. Now, there's some here today that need to surrender your life to Christ. But most lost people aren't watching Christian TV. Now, I'm on so many stations, it's hard to get away from me in the morning. <laughs> yeah. switch the channels all you want to, and you've got to keep running into me. She's awesome. And, uh, She's taking over, man. We're with her. I've had some funny stories about that. One one man told me that he was high on drugs one night, and he said... He's, Flipped his button and flipped his button, and my program came on. And he thought, I don't want to watch this stupid junk. So he flipped it again, and nothing would happen. He couldn't get it to go anywhere.
0: <laughs> Maybe the fact that he was high on drugs has something to do with this story. I don't know. And he
1: kept flipping it off. <laughs> he said you press the only button. button on my remote flip that worked it. was the one that turned the sound up. He said I couldn't turn it down. I couldn't turn it off. So he said I went and got yeah, batteries, you know, changed the like, batteries in I'm the remote. Still didn't work. And he said the minute your program was over, my remote started working perfect.
0: <laughs> I'm with her. She's awesome.
1: But most of the people that need Christ are working next to you. They're in the grocery store with you. They drive in traffic next to you.
0: See, we didn't get to the Matthew twenty four thing. I think Yeah,
2: we did. She already said it.
0: I know, but I went I backed it up so we could hear it again. Oh, and I didn't get to that. So that's why I'm saying, I think, then she said
1: it was our time to shine. We did they that. See okay. your bumper sticker. And they see that Bible you carry to work.
0: And they st- Does anybody have Christian bumper stickers and carry their Bibles to work? No, I don't know of anybody. I
2: work at home now.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, So
1: see your Christian jewelry. All of our paraphernalia
0: says... What about the Prophecy Pants? She didn't mention the Prophecy Pants. Oh,
1: yeah, they came from where?
0: From Teresa Dedman. There you go. Yeah, the ex-pastor of Bethel. Oh, that's a whole other... Whole other story. Oh, oh, man.
1: Look at me, I'm a Christian. But then if we don't behave like Christians, then that's why they say you're all a bunch of hypocrites.
0: How many times have we heard that? Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Joyce Meyer, do you realize that in your 79 years, you've pretty much been saying the same thing, and people are people just like they've always been, and it's been going on for thousands of years? I mean, seriously, does she not realize that she's just scolding people? Maybe she does, and she knows this is how she gets her gigantic paychecks? I don't know. Does she really believe this? I don't know. I mean, she's she's saying these things as if this is some new teaching, but she's been doing this for decades. Right. Why doesn't she... Have a new series where she explains how all of her teaching has changed all these thousands. You see, of that's people. why I
2: like your creative thinking. I get stuck right here, and the the, the roadblock is there. and I'm like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. And then you keep going, thinking, but but if she actually follows through with what she says, why aren't we seeing X, Y, Z? I never think think that
0: far. I'm just taking. I'm just her, like, I
2: can't take it. I'm, I'm taking done. her
0: ideas to their logical conclusion. Yeah, and I don't do that. That's why I'm here, people. Yeah. That's why I'm a YouTube celebrity. youtuber <laughs>
1: Excuse me? Yes, sir. And Jesus didn't have some very nice things to say about hypocrites. Now, you know, I write books all the
0: time. Okay, so Jesus is now scolding you as well as Joyce Meyer because you're not... Because you're all hypocrites. Because you're not serious like she is. Right, you're
2: all hypocrites like us.
0: Yeah. We're not her. Uh, okay, we got to um, keep my
1: Right, 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 right. And I guess I've written now... I don't know, 160 books, something like that. It's actually 130, I read it online. My worst selling books have been the three that I've written on love. Now that makes me mad. Because you know why? Why? People (laughs) won't buy what they need. They buy what they think is going to get them something.
2: So, so okay. out of all the 160 books, which is actually 130, out of all the 130 books you've written, only three are on love. Then what does that tell you? All the other ones are being purchased because it tells them what they want to get.
0: Mm-hmm. Why did she write books that tell people what they're going to get? Right. If that's what she doesn't want people to be interested reading. in or reading.
2: It's not, it should be about love.
0: I mean, this is a really bad point to be <sighs> making about yourself. <laughs> I only wrote three books that are any good. The other ones. Everybody
2: wants and I don't understand why because I'm really mad because it tells them what they want. Gives them what they want.
0: Yeah.
1: Go ahead, Joyce. We need to get more serious about really turning our lives over to God.
0: Yeah, like you.
1: And saying, here I am, Lord, do whatever you want to do with me.
0: But it's going to take a lot of work and it's going to take 45 years. And once you get there, don't, don't let anybody get jealous of all your success because they gotta take it up with Jesus.
1: I surrender. I give myself to you completely. Yeah. And I want you involved in everything I do from how I dress Hmm. to how I bowl. Just
4: keep your eye on the ball, Bonnie boy.
1: (laughs) Did I choose your friends? You know, there's people sitting in here today. If you would just get a new batch of friends, your life would change.
2: Wait a minute, wait a minute. Somebody's got to put out this, like,
1: <sighs> rules, this list, or
2: this this hierarchy of what's important, what's what we t- dress like, who we talk to, our bowling league. you got to get a new group of friends? Yeah, because the other what? ones drag you down.
0: This is not about surrendering to, to Jesus anymore. Immediately, she switched gears to... All the stuff that you got to do to please Jesus, because he's not happy with you. Right. To prove you're a Christian. The only thing she mentioned about Jesus so far was that he's he doesn't Hates like hypocrites. hypocrites. Mm-hmm. So you better get rid of your friends that aren't, you know, as you good as... You better
2: dress right. Well, what does that mean? What's what's What constitutes I mean, that?
0: Uh, maybe she's pointing out to people who, you know, like women with their louses that are too low-cut or you something. You know what? I don't let's, know. Let's
2: put it this way. Okay, let's just say how much money we spend on our shirts,
0: Hmm, I wonder if that's an expensive designer to- yeah. tops
2: that could anyway, hey, I don't know. Now,
0: now you're being jealous of her expensive that's right. clothing. You gotta take it up with Jesus. That's right. She worked hard to get to where she is. Yeah. because cause, cause God did it all.
2: You know what? If everything is supposed to point to that we're not hypocrites and we're doing what God wants us to do, everything to how we
0: dress. That's a miserable way to live. It's a good it's a good goal in general, but we should just say, you know what, I'm a hypocrite, so what? I'm trying, but I'm still a hypocrite. Jesus is what I want to point to. Right. Jesus is don't the one. look at me. Don't look at me. I mean, I, I'm we... not trying to I'm I'm going I'm to try to set a good example, but I'll probably fail. And in fact, I'm sure I'm going to fail at, at least to some so, extent every day. So remember so point to Jesus and we, you don't have to worry about
2: it. Remember when our kids were going to the Christian school mm-hmm. and our son, who was a freshman at the Christian school, overheard a couple of faculty lying to get somebody else fired. And he knew the truth. He knew what was going on. And he came home, he was furious. I remember that. Oh my gosh, yes. And he he just didn't want anything to do with any of it. And you said to him. Now I remember. What'd you say to him?
0: I said, you know, you're gonna be a Christian because you really believe it.
2: it what Jesus did on the cross, not from what all, Because no. you know what, if you put your faith in people, people are gonna mm-hmm. let you down. They're gonna be hypocrites and they're gonna do things that aren't right because they're, mm-hmm they're they're not they're human Mm -hmm. and you can't put your faith you can't decide you're going to believe in jesus because of other christians it has to be what jesus did on the cross it has to be who do you think who do you know to be jesus who who do you think he is and that's bottom line that's how we should be living our life
0: amen sister whatever she said is really good
1: so you just you're hanging out with people that are sucking the life out of you joel osteen instead of adding life to you well there's some there's some correctness in
0: that sure but it has nothing to do with this idea of surrendering
1: right so i was a christian a long long time before Mm. i became a serious christian and i want all of us to look at our lives today and try harder here we go just ask ourselves am i really serious about this yeah is jesus a part of my life all day long
0: does he go bowling with you?
1: To
0: I want Jesus to go bowling when with I me. <laughs> <laughs> I read the Bible more, more than she did. Yeah.
2: yeah. She read maybe two verses.
0: She didn't actually read; them. she just quoted nope. one sentence. Yeah. She didn't actually have a Bible. She didn't refer. It's to... just so sad. The whole thing was get serious.
2: And how how long was this quote unquote sermon? It was like thirty five minutes, right?
0: Well, I sped it up, so yeah. I don't think it was thirty five. No, it was more like twenty four.
2: <clears throat> and our show is thirty, an hour thirty eight.
0: Yeah, because we keep interrupting.
2: And we read the Bible, not yeah, like we're better, but. You know you have to compare what she says to scripture and it's really helpful to get a proper perspective
0: and again i recommend if you haven't so far i know sometimes people think we're being pushy but you know this is a problem with evangelicalism oh so now you want everybody to be lutheran oh well so now (laughs) it's all about your particular church and your particular theology you know what what's wrong with saying i really believe in the church we go to and i really like the way our pastor and our our denomination is teaching Because it's biblical. It's brought us freedom. Yeah, what's wrong with that? We're not under the
2: yoke of slavery anymore. So you
0: can ignore us. Obviously, we we have no control over what you do. But, you know, people sometimes are are like, well, let's see you preach a sermon. I'm I'm saying that because I want you to see the Risen Savior uh, website with our simple little church services. They're an hour long, and you'll see how it's focused on Christ and what he did on the cross. And when something is said, it's never just tossed out there there's not a lot of storytelling it's all centered on God and his word so like and and the gospel which will give you freedom so when the service is over you don't go away thinking well I'm just gonna try try harder harder. it's like like, no I'm I'm forgiven yes
2: I'm forgiven and God loves me that's
0: that's what I want you to see that's that's the whole purpose of me saying that
2: so what I really liked as well when we are singing hymns the the verbiage is so much about Jesus Christ and what he did and God The focus is on, especially now, during the Lent season and preparing for um, Good Friday and then Easter. All of the hymns that are being chosen are all focusing on um, Holy Week and what happened with Jesus and and what Jesus did for us. And then we also sing a psalm. I mean, it's a real psalm. It's not like a psalm put to hip music. It's like, I don't know, how would you explain it? I'm gonna play it. You're gonna play, play the Psalm? Uh huh. Okay.
0: You haven't heard this kind of um it's not it, I think it's sometimes is called chanting but it's not like Gregorian no. chanting it's it there's no uh, equal meter to it so that in, in other words with a song you have to fit the words into a certain number of syllables so that it matches the melody but here you just kind of sing the uh, the words to just uh, one note and so it could be a really short one or it could be really long but you don't follow a meter. It's not like a rhyming pattern. And then you always get to the chorus, which is what you start with. But you're literally just reading through and singing through. And this actually a Psalm. is Psalm
2: 130. Yeah. second lesson
0: comes to us from Paul's... And the, the uh, three lessons are three Bible readings. Yeah. And then the sermon is 20, 25 minutes based on one of the three readings. Mm-hmm. So there's no... And all
2: the readings have something to do with each other.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, it's a church calendar where uh, a certain <laughs> important text, from, one from the Old Testament, one from one of the epistles, and one from one of the Gospels. And we always stand at, at the reading of the Gospel.
2: And the reason why he wears a robe is
0: because he's better than everybody else. He thinks he's so great. Huh. What does he have to do that for? What, is he Catholic?
2: <laughs> Mr. Sarcasm here.
0: Yeah, well, those are the comments I that you hear. There's actually a couple of different reasons, but the main one that usually is, is referred to the most, because the different traditions view it a little bit differently, but he's, he's wearing a robe to represent, I'm now stepping into my office. I am not an individual person with my own things to say. I'm now stepping into my role and portraying that by covering up myself with a robe so that you see that I now represent Christ
2: and I'm and you're not being distracted by the clothes I'm wearing
0: right you know I love that idea yeah
2: I love it because you don't see it you're not distracted he's got the scripture he's reading scripture and that's what your focus is I just love that
0: yeah when I when I understood that I was like oh yeah. yeah that makes so much sense yeah But if all you hear is, oh, yeah, that's just people going through the motions, and he thinks he's better than everybody else, he thinks he's so much smarter, he thinks he's better because his theology is better, all these cliches are just not useful, and they actually kind of keep you in this place of ignorance. And it kind of goes along with the video we just made for our patrons about how with the least amount of information, you tend to have the most confidence. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this, this is the, uh, the Kruger, the Dunning and Kruger effect, which is a really interesting video. Um, anyway, that's another topic. But um, another thing in our synod actually doesn't use the clerical collar as much, but some Lutherans do, and obviously some Episcopalians do, obviously the Catholics are the ones that we're most familiar with. But it actually represents a, um, the, the collar represents like a prisoner mm. who's, who's chained to their position. Hmm. They're not in a place of having the freedom to do whatever they want. They're under the um they they're they're, like a, they're the, under the authority of God. They're yeah. a prisoner to their calling. Yeah. And the collar actually represents that. It's not a way of saying I'm better than everybody else because I get to wear something special. You know, and
2: what's so sad is that if people were just more open to understand I don't know everything mm-hmm. and you actually open your mind and your heart to the history of the true Christian church mm-hmm. and understand and take the time to understand why, for instance, Lutherans do what they do or the Synod does what it does. Mm-hmm. It's very humbling because I, I was there. I had all these preconceived notions and I was very judgmental. And when I went through classes and I've learned more than I ever have through classes to understand scripture, and I had been in, raised in the church, reading my Bible, Sunday school, youth group, everything, but I didn't know a lot of stuff. I was very humbled, and I still am, and I just, my prayer for all of you is that whether it's this church um, or another church, but that you really, truly seek what is important, you know, and, and, and be willing to just say, okay, God, here it is, all my preconceived notions, where do I start? You go right to the Bible, and you start reading that, and you start understanding it isn't about me.
0: Well, everybody says that, but it winds up being about yeah.
2: me. Well, I don't know. How else would you say it
0: then? Well, I mean, every every theological framework has some kind of focuses, you right. know. And um, if you just start with, "I just want to be a Bible believing Christian," that's I, yeah. I don't need the teachings of men. Yeah. Which is which is true, but if you take that,
2: I didn't say that.
0: But, but this is what happens in evangelicalism, you say, well, that guy's obviously part of a denomination or a synod, you know, and he's just going through the motions because he was taught that in seminary. And a real Christian is one who just believes what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Well, then you've got a thousand different Christians with a thousand different versions of what what is the, the whole point of the Bible. Right. Everybody comes to different conclusions. And it actually is a real problem.
2: Which is why we end up today where we're at with all the different teachers and all the different versions is, of the Bible, with all the different understandings and meanings of what really God meant when he said what he said.
0: And a good a good place to start is to ask the question, is it possible that Christ has already taught through the Scriptures and through the Holy Spirit what the Church should be doing? In other words, is it possible that the Bible has already been used by Christians to clarify what the church should and shouldn't do, Mm -hmm. or is it, is it actually true that you're the first person or you and your little group are the first people ever to actually figure out what the Bible is all about and it just happens to be different than everybody else for the last almost 2000 years. It's a good point. So uh, we, we like our church because it's biblical, but also because some of the practices go back before the Lutheran church even existed. There are historical church practices that all the churches share, like the idea of a liturgy is very ancient. It goes back to even before the the New Testament, it goes back to what the Israelites were doing. This idea of a formal church service is not something that just comes from the Roman Catholic Church, which is a real uh, shocker to some people. The liturgy protects us from having a guy get up on stage and do his own thing and you know, move in the direction he wants everything to go. The liturgy is there, just kind of like the robe is, to put a limit on what the pastor is supposed to do. He's very limited. He's only supposed to preach what God has already uh, said in his word and to just make that more clear.
2: And, and it's kind of, it's simplistic. When you think about all the stuff that she was jumping through and all the things that you do and don't have to do and all this law, that's complicated and a burden.
0: Yeah, I think the real issue is that it's a burden, and it's and
2: it's complicated. It's,
0: it's disguised as this is the new way that you can finally get your breakthrough right. or really start living a powerful Christian life, but it only works in theory. From a woman on stage with a microphone, and everyone who else, says that it does. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. So, yeah, the pastor should be the one who says, "I'm just like you." But the I,
2: simplicity, of what I'm trying the, to touch,
0: ta- and going back to that very idea, Christ said. You know if you if you kind of boil down he said that everything in scripture points to himself right and the job of the Holy Spirit is to point back to him, to him. right and w- when you point to Christ it's not that you're pointing to Christ so that you can be just like him and, right. and, and, and Im- imitate him in and get power
2: you, like him and and you because be, you're married to him now right.
0: <laughs> it's that you you recognize your sin and you go back to Christ because you see that oh I have a Savior right that saves me from my sin
2: right as opposed
0: to I have a A role model that I now get to, you know, get life tips from so that I can be just as great as he was. Yeah. That's a huge burden.
2: Huge burden. Okay, I think we're done
0: this didn't actually go where we normally go and i think it's been really healthy talking to daryl and talking about some of the stuff with our own church we really hope you guys find this helpful and as always check out the other channels that we recommend yes especially if you came out of the you know kind of a big box evangelical charismatic church look at the the long for truth channel especially look at our, our dear brother in christ and and like our our kind of uh pastor on the side chris roseborough yes right
2: not only look at his fighting for the faith
0: channel, but he has an amazing ability to teach God's word. Uh, Konsvinger Lutheran Church has a YouTube channel, and Konsvinger Lutheran Church, he he
2: actually has his
0: sermons and his Sunday school classes are on Konsvinger. That's great. And I actually love his teaching. I I wish we didn't live 12 hours or 10 hours away or whatever, because we'd be going to his church. Uh, Anyway, that's just a couple of tips for you, and also remember that we have... The Messed Up Church website with a lot of good articles to help you. And uh, we also are making our own special videos for people who want to become patrons. It's only six bucks a month. It helps us pay the bills so I can do more and more of the Research video making and, and making, all the right. buying and reading books yeah. and all the stuff that I'm doing. There's a lot of more. Uh, like uh, I was going to mention this too because Daryl brought up the idea of pietism. And uh, we did a whole series for our patrons about the history of how we got to where we are today as the evangelical church and it's a mixture of pietism and revivalism and you really need to take some time to understand those layers so you can peel back those layers and you know maybe say well i see where they made those decisions to do those things but i'm not sure i i would want to do those now that i see what they did but if you don't know these things you just assume that the church is exactly where it needs to be because that's all you know okay before i go on a further rant i'll end there Thanks so much, everybody, for all of your support and for watching. We really do. We
2: appreciate it. We appreciate your encouraging words and your prayers. It means a lot to us. And um, we are thankful that you're all gleaning hopefully something from all of this. And if we can just help you all to find a much more simpler way to live.
0: And to relieve the burden of what Joyce Meyer and people like her are putting.
2: That's what we're hoping for, that the Lord can use us in that respect. (laughs) And bring some... uh, Brings some
0: humor with our dogs. Yeah, and our in our wisecracks. And our yeah. Okay, we're done. God Thank
2: bless you y'all. God bless you. Bye bye. Bye bye.